You're listening to the Novel Universe Podcast, a monthly YA Live podcast hosted by Dawn Abron and Elise Martinez, YA librarians from the Chicagoland area. Each episode features reviews and rants on new and upcoming YA books. We're here to help you navigate your TBR pile. What's good, what's bad, and everything in between. I'm Dawn, the criticizer of books. And I'm Elise, the rejecter of romance. So turn up the volume. Here we go. Welcome back to the Novel Universe with your host, Dawn, the criticizer of books. And today I thought I would do something a little bit different. I had not planned on doing this, but I thought I would do some book awards. Um, it's the end of the year, which means it's list time. It's my favorite time. I'll be doing a whole lot of lists in the upcoming weeks. And today's list are just random book awards. And I got this idea from Books with Emily Fox on YouTube. She's probably not the originator of this, but she's the video I watched and it was inspired by it. So I'm going to credit her with it. So basically, I'm just going to do best villain, worst villain, best heroine, that type of stuff. And these are from all the books that I read in 2019. I forgot what year it was. I so far have read 55 books. I am my goal was my Goodreads goals is 72 I was going to be like, screw it, I'm not even going to try to get to 72. But the person in me that always tries to get their Goodreads goal couldn't let that happen. So I'm going to finish out three novels, which would leave me with 15 books I need to read by the end of the year. And they're just going to be graphic novels. I feel like it's kind of cheating a little bit, but I mean, a graphic novel is a graphic novel. I'm a librarian. I think graphic novels are great. So... Here we go. These are my book awards based on the books that I read. Agree to disagree. Some of these may be on your list. Some of them may not. Let's find out. So first one is best hero or heroine. And my winner is Jude from There Will Come a Darkness by Katie Rose Poole. I liked Jude a lot. He is one of my favorite new YA characters. A lot of people are not reading this book. You should. It's a great book. He's very conflicted. He is charged with being the prophet, or not the prophet. It's been a while since I read the book, but he's he's got this huge job, but he doesn't think he's worthy. <coughs> Excuse me. He doesn't think he's worthy of it, so he's really conflicted, and he's just a great character. So if you haven't read They Will Come a Darkness, you should read it. It's a really good fantasy. Worst heroine is or sorry hero is Frank Lee from Frankly in Love by David Yoon. Frank Lee was supposed to be likable but he wasn't. He had a god awful sense of humor, very raunchy and not good raunchy, just just nasty raunchy. It like it was trying too hard to be likable. He was a hot mess. I didn't like him. That book was on my most disappointed list. I, it's probably going to get a lot of awards. Whatever. I know I know I'm the minority in this with this book, but he was my worst hero of the year. All right, best villain goes to Jay's Uncle from Patron Saints of Nothing by Randy Ribay. Jay's Uncle, if you haven't read the book, it is about an a lot of people have not been reading this book, which once again, you should. It's a great book. It's about a boy named Jay whose cousin, June, who lives in the Philippines, was killed. 
as part of Duarte's uh, war on drug regime, if you will. And June's father works for the police. So Jay goes to the Philippines to try and find out what happens to June. And his uncle is, he's, he's a bad guy. He's, he's one of these people who is like country first. And just, just think of a, um, um, a Trump supporter, but in the Philippines, he was just a really, he was a really good villain because he's a person that may be in your family. He's not like Voldemort where, you know, he's just this villain that is unrealistic. He's more of the Umbridge where we know a lot of people who are like Umbridge and, you know, Umbridge is more likely to be a part of our lives than Voldemort. So he was a really good villain. I liked him a lot. He had a lot to the story. Worst villain was Kirsten from The Gracier by Kim Liggett. Liggett, I apologize. I don't know how to say her name. Kirsten was probably one of the worst villains I have ever read in my entire life because she was just a mean girl and not in a good way. As I said in my worst books of the year, um, The Grey Shear was in my top five worst books of the year. And one of the reasons is because of Kirsten. She was a really bad villain. And I compared her to Aunt Lydia from Handmaid's Tale. And she was just... She basically took the place of the men in the community. When they went off to their grace year, it was just girls. But she basically kept going this whole misogyny bullshit. And for no reason. Like, she doesn't have a backstory. We don't know why she behaves this way. And she doesn't add anything to the story. She doesn't grow. She doesn't... She's not a critical character. She's just flat. Flat. And... I hated every second of her while she was on the page. So, yeah, she made my worst villain list. All right. Best World goes to Call Down the Hawk by Maggie Steve Otter. I like Steve Otter's imagination. It is new to me. I'm pretty sure somewhere out there in some folklore or mythology, there is a myth about a person who dreams and can take dreams or take items out of their dream and put them into the real world. I'm pretty sure she didn't make that up. If she did, kudos to her. But if she didn't, I've never heard of it. So therefore, I thought it was interesting. <laughs> uh, her world is always quite fascinating. I like the Raven Boys, and this is adjacent to Raven Boys. But we also get like visionaries who can see the end of the world. They don't know they don't know how to exactly interpret it, but they can see it. And we have the moderators who are there to kill the dreamers. So we have these three categories of people who are all working against each other. And her world is set in real D.C. It's set in Washington, D.C. However, there's a lot of paranormal aspects going on with it. So I like her world building a lot. Um, the worst world I put was The Merciful Crow by... Margaret Owen, I believe is her name. The Merciful Crow, I had this on my, I don't know if this is on my worst of the year or my most disappointed, but what I hated about this world is it was stupid. Like, it was a caste system, and they were crows, so they're at the bottom. However, technically they have a lot of power because they rid the village of the plague, 
But when it was time for the villagers to pay up once the plague was taken away by the crows, they would be like, yeah, we're not going to pay you. Bye. And the crows would just be like, please. And they'd be like, no. And the crows would be like, okay. It's like, no, you have leverage. Put those motherfucking dead bodies back in their village in the mint until they pay. Like, it, it's not that difficult. So the world just made no sense. The The magic system was weird. I It was all a hot mess. I didn't like it. Yeah. Merciful Crow. Bad. Best twist is The Ninth House by Lee Bardugo. And the twist doesn't come at the end. It comes around 60%. I did not see that coming. I loved every second of it. And I thought that the way she wrote it really made it twisty. So, yay. That was great. The worst twist was The Tenth Girl by Sarah Faring. I have not written these authors' names down, so hopefully I am doing this correctly. I'm saying their names correctly or getting them correct. The whole That whole book is contingent on the twist ending. If you loved the twist ending, you probably loved the book. If you hated the twist ending, like I did, you hated the book. And seeing how it has like a 3.33 on Goodreads, a lot of people hated that twist ending. So that's all I'll say about that. Okay, best couple. I chose Bastion and Celine. Psych, that couple sucked. That was the worst couple. <laughs> Actually, it's not the worst couple, but... Um, I was totally kidding. I hated them. But no, best couple was Declan and Jordan from Call Down the Hawk. I was trying really hard to not double up books, but it's kind of hard to do that. So I chose Declan and Jordan Hennessy. Declan is a major character in Call Down the Hawk. He was mentioned briefly in the Raven Cycle, but we really get to know him a lot. And he's a very interesting character and Jordan, he doesn't really even meet Jordan until midway through the book. And the two of them are, wow. It was just a little bitty touch. And it was just like, huge. It was great. And I like, I like Jordan because she brings out the best in Declan. He's kind of, he's different things to different people, including the reader. And she just brings out the best in him. And so I love that pairing. They're my new favorite OTP. I hope that Steve Otter does something with them. I don't know. I've never seen her do romance, really, or sex or anything. So we'll see. I don't know. I'm hoping. Worst couple was from Dark Dawn, which is the third book in the Nevernight series. I am not going to say because it is a spoiler, but I do not like who Mia ended up with, and that's all I'll say. All right, next category is Best Ending. I chose Aurora Rising by Amy Kaufman and Jay Kristoff. I went into this book not sure if I was going to like it, because I didn't like Illuminate, and I, um, yeah, I'll talk, I'll talk about that more in my best books, because Aurora Rising did make my best books list. So the there's it's an ensemble cast so of course you're not gonna like all the characters there's always one or two that you don't like and one of the characters that I did not like ended up having a pivotal role at the end to the point where I was sobbing I mean I hated this character through the entire book this character pissed me off every time their chapter came up and then at the very end this person's ending was just so sad 
So, yeah, that was a pretty good ending. Worst ending goes to Kingdom of Souls. And I don't remember the author's name, sorry. Um, so, I talked about this in my worst books of the year. Kingdom of Souls is on that list. And one of the reasons why I did not like this book is the ending. And so this is not a spoiler, but this is kind of an example of the ending. And I say this in my worst list, so if you're reading it, if you're listening to this, I've already said this. You've already heard me say this. But so, you know, like in those shows where um, I'll give a different example. So, you know, when you're watching a show or you're reading a book and the main character comes in and then the guy's like, I'm not your father. You know, your uncle is your father or some bullshit. Like some huge tropey bomb shell of an ending that is the type of ending this book had and I was thoroughly pissed off about it and it came at the very end and the book was already bad and then this came and I yeah this was one of those where I wanted to throw the book across the room okay biggest surprise and by surprise I mean biggest surprise a book that I read that I was shocked that I liked I know that's a little harsh but Spin by Lamar Giles I was not expecting to like this book I don't know I don't even know why I read it I think I needed something short and I was I starting to read books published within that month and so I needed whatever month I think this was a February pub I needed to read a February pub and so this was it It was actually a pretty good book. I think Lamar Giles needs a little bit of fine-tuning in his writing, but overall, it was a solid story. It was never boring. The characters were pretty good. The mystery was a little predictable, but, you know, I liked it better than some of the other stuff that I will get to in a second because it's on this list. Okay. Um, Biggest letdown. And here's the other book I was going to get to, On the Come Up by Angie Thomas. This book, I know a lot of people love this book. They are like raving about this book. I don't know why. Uh, A, Brie is an unlikable character and she's not supposed to be. Second, this book suffers from, you girl, you're doing too much. There were so many things going on in this book. It was you couldn't, Angie Thomas couldn't focus on one thing because there was so much more going on in this book. Uh, Bree's rhymes were whack as hell. Um, it was just so many bad things and I, I, it, it really made me sad because I liked The Hate You Give and I was expecting another good caliber book and I did not get that and I was very, I think I gave this a 3.25. I don't know where the 2.5 came from. Probably deserved a 3. I think I was just, I gave her the 0.25 because it's Angie Thomas. And I felt bad. I don't know. But Spin, in my opinion, was a far better book. And it was not similar, but it was about music, the music industry. So, yeah. In my opinion, read Spin. All right. The over, an overhyped book that I read and did not particularly enjoy is the next category and that was Wicked Saints by Emily Duncan. This book wasn't bad. I think I ended up giving it a three and a half and for me a three and a half is not a good rating. I know for some people three and a half is just okay 
But for me, anything under a four is considered oh, pretty bad. I know that doesn't make any sense, but it's my own weird logic. This book, I didn't like the main character. The magic system was weird. I don't know what she was doing with Malachi. This book also had a whole bunch of names I couldn't pronounce. I don't know. It was, it was too much. I think the author tried to do too much and it ended up not working quite well. And it was way overhyped, like way overhyped. So that's why I chose that one. All right, next one is Quickest DNF, which means a book that I did not get through in the shortest amount of time, if that makes any sense, which I don't think it does. But anyway, it was The Children of Virtue and Vengeance. I've been calling them Children of Vice and Virtue. That is the wrong book. By Tomi Adiemi. Oh, 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 oh. I think I DNF'd at like 25%. This book was... I hated every second of this book. Um... I would have had this book on my worst list or my most disappointed list, but because I read it after I did the podcast, I couldn't put it on my list. And I actually bought this book. Like, I'm mad that I spent my money on a book that I hate. I don't do that. I never buy books unless I've read them. I read the book first, and then if I like it, I buy it and put it on my shelf. I'm a librarian. I work at a library. I get the books first. While they're sitting waiting to be processed to put on the shelf, I can take it over the weekend and read it. Like, I'm not going to buy a book if I don't need to. I, I don't have that kind of money. I'm a librarian. So for me to, like, buy this book, it made me really, really upset. I don't even want the book. And I can't do anything with it because it's a book two. And I, had, I don't have a book one. I don't have book one. So I can't give it away to a teen because what if they haven't read book one? So I just have this rando book that I hate on my shelf. But whatever. At least the cover is nice. But it just makes me angry when I look at it. So if anybody wants the book, let me know and I'll give it to you. Um, books. A book that I cannot read my writing. Oh, a book that I love to criticize or trash. I am the criticizer of books, and so a book that I love to bash because I hate it was The Beautiful by Renee Adier. And if you want to hear the full bashing from myself and Elise, we did a whole read along with the universe. Read along with the universe is when we pick a book and we discuss it, break it down and discuss it by chapter. And we do it over a course of a month. And we chose The Beautiful, and it was painful and awful and all of the above. And I don't understand why it's a New York Times bestseller. I don't understand why people love it. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I don't understand Celine and Bastion's relationship. I thought it was bad. I, it, her writing is over the top and redonkulous. Like, I... <sighs> Renee Adier is a lovely person. I've met her a couple times. She's nice and she's grateful and, you know, humble and all the things... But she really needs to take some writing classes because I have yet to enjoy a book that this woman has written. And speaking of that, the next category is authors I will never read again. Ding, 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 Renee Adier. I have read everything by this woman. Don't ask me why. All of her books, I have read them. At least the book one. And I have yet to like any of her books. I don't know why I put myself this pain. I guess because she's nice, I'm trying to give her a chance. I don't know. I don't know. But that's it. I'm done. I can't. I can't read any more of her stuff. I think I'm hoping that 
because she's really good friends with Saba Tahir and I like Saba Tahir's writing. I think I'm hoping that she gives the book to Saba and is like, hey, can you like read this over for me and critique it? And I don't know if she's doing that. And Saba is just like, hey, girl, this is great. I don't know what's going on there, but maybe that's why I gave it a chance. Anyway, moving on. Um, Biggest reaction while reading. And by this, I mean where I like yelled or just like screamed or like had to walk around, had to put the book down, like had to type about it, had to go on Goodreads and update or whatever. And that was The Toll by Neil Schusterman. And that is book three in the Ark of the Scythe. If you read The Toll, you know what I'm talking about. It comes at like 60%. I don't know. But there is a huge moment with the Thunderhead that I saw coming like two sentences before it happened and I was freaking out um and that's all I'll say because that's a spoiler if you haven't read that series uh you should it's a great series next is the biggest cry I'm a chicken baby I cry like a little bitch if the book is sad I will cry and sob and the biggest cry of the year for me was Patron Saints of Nothing by Randy Rebay by the end of that book sobbing like legit tears on the page so hard I had to like stop and compose myself was it really sad probably not probably not I've read sadder but for some reason that ending just got me it got me so yeah next a book that you aren't reading and I don't know why you're not reading it, because the criticizer of the book thinks it's a great book, and that is Fireborn by Rosaria Munda. No one's reading this book. It is on my best of the year. That will be published tomorrow. It's got dragons. It's not a lot of dragon fights. It's mostly character development in this first book, but the characters are all great. It's a great story. It was well written. So, yeah, I go into it more in my top 10 so I'm not gonna go into it now uh but if you have not read it and it's sitting on your shelf or you are trying to find something to read at the end of the year a lot of people are struggling to find that last great book and you like character growth and um a character driven plot Fireborn by Rosaria Munda all right sexiest book the sexiest book I read was Dark Dawn by Jay Kristoff Jay Kristoff he enjoys writing sex scenes and I believe he really enjoys writing lesbian sex scenes because there are a plenty in this book. It is not YA by the way so it is quite graphic. Alright. Um, what does this say? Okay. Beautifully written but the execution sucked. I really can't read my writing. Sorry. So this basically means that it is a book that was written well, but the execution of the events did not aid in the goodness that the story had potential to have. And that book was The Spaces Between Us by Stacia Tolman. Nobody read this book. Um, I only read it because Elise had to review it for SLJ, which is a scholarly uh, library journal. It was written so well. She had some fantastic characters. Two really good girls as main characters in her book. So much so 
that they were like brand new voices. Not brand new, but they were a refreshing take on a familiar voice. One of the girls, Melanie, I believe was her name, was probably one of the most tragic girls I've ever read. She was one of the best girls I have read recently in a book. But unfortunately, the execution of the book was just not there. And if it had been, this book could have been like award-winning. But yeah, that's unfortunate. I will read something else by her. She's a really good writer. Um, if you like books about two girls that are trying to get out of their shitty town, but they are they are um, codependent and are just like stopping each other, just like a really great girl relationship, friendship type thing. They're they're not lovers; they're friends. Um, that's a good book, but just just be aware that the middle does slow down a bit. Second to the last category is books I don't understand why everyone loves. And that is A Curse So Dark and Lonely by Bridget Kemmerer. I can't never say that woman's name. Kemmerer. I don't know why people love this book. I, this was on my worst of the list. Worst of the year. It was not the lowest. I think it was like number nine. Uh, but I didn't like this book at all. And I don't quite understand why everyone loves this book I don't get it and I I would love for someone to to tell me I need to know because I don't get it I this book was awful sorry if you loved it not sorry and the last category is which is a weird category to end on but a character that I would date and it took me a while to go through my list because there was no real standouts this year for me. Um, I would have said Trick from Nevernight, but yeah, no. Uh, and if you read the series, you know why. But I had to go with Nikolai from King of Scars and Shadow and Bone. Who doesn't love Nikolai? I mean, come on. I hate that he's turned into that weird thing, but when he's himself, when he's Nikolai, he's witty and cute and charismatic and sexy and just all the things. I love Nikolai. I hope he ends up with Zoya. I don't think he will, but I'm all about that ship right there. Um, so yeah, Nikolai's pretty great. Once again, I couldn't really think of anybody else that, like I said, Trick was probably the only other, maybe Darlington from Ninth House, but Darlington, he got too many damn problems. I can't be dealing with that. So Nikolai, he's got problems too, but not as bad as Darlington. And that's my book awards for 2019. I hope you enjoyed it. I will be in tomorrow with a new podcast of my best of the year. And then... The next couple weeks, I will be doing more lists because I took two weeks off at the end of the year. I do not have to go to work. And so I have time to podcast. And thank you for joining me. And I will catch you in the next podcast.